Welcome to Unleash Your Retirement with David Corin from RVA Wealth Management. Our podcast is all about providing anyone considering retirement with the peace of mind they need to pursue their dreams in this new phase of life. We cover a wide range of topics, from retirement planning to investing with purpose, all while making you laugh and keeping things lighthearted. With David's years of experience and guest industry leaders to help guide us, you'll walk away feeling informed, empowered, and ready to take on your future with confidence. So sit back, relax, and get ready to join us on this journey to a rich life. Hello, and welcome to Unleash Your Retirement with your host, David Corin. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi, David. How are you feeling today? Fantastic, Wendy. How about you? Oh, I'm good. I'm very excited. This is your very first podcast. We're going to get to know you and we're going to get to love you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm looking forward to it. Fun to get this off the ground finally. I know it's been a little while. We should have gotten it going a month ago, but here we are. You know, better late than never, David. That's better late than is, never. Right. Okay. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about your business. How did you make the decision to get into this industry? Tell us your history. Well, it's interesting. You know, nobody necessarily chooses the financial services industry as their career path. But in a way, I did. I attended Virginia Tech as an undergrad, and I was taking a lot of different courses there. And uh, my senior year, I met a fellow that was with Northwestern Mutual Life. Uh, he was a general agent there, and, and I was working my way through school. I paid for all my own education. So uh, I had this opportunity to try the insurance industry out as a sort of a side job while I was still in college. And that became the introduction that led me to uh, working in the financial services industry right out of college. And so I worked in the financial services industry as a wholesaler for many years. Then I became an executive in the industry, got all my designations um, from uh, the different, you know, the CLU, the CHFC. This was before they even had a CFP, by the way, speaking to my age a little bit. Uh, in 1998, I graduated Purdue with my master's degree, but I was still working as a corporate executive. And I did that until about 2009, which is when I told my wife, I said, you know, I can keep doing this uh, travel business all over the country and flying here and there and never seeing the kids and not being home and feeling sick every time I had to go to an airport because that's how I got. And I said, you know, I'd really like to do something to give back to the community that wouldn't involve me traveling so much. So at the ripe old age of 51, I decided to change careers and became a financial advisor at that point in time. And it has just been a fantastic ride ever since. So it's been 13 years ago now that I made that move. And it's just been uh, a gift every day that I go wow. to, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I go to work anymore. I feel like I, I get up and get to work with uh, friends and family on an re- ongoing basis. And it's just really satisfying how I've been able to give back to the community in many ways, educate people about uh, personal finance and how important it is. And I've built a firm that really feels like my family. Well, you can't ask for more than that, can you? No. Yeah. So why do you say that most people don't choose the financial services industry? Well, I don't know about you, but it's, you know, I'm growing up as a kid. I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or (laughs) or a rocket scientist or an engineer or, you know, something like that. It's what I originally started out in engineering myself. And my son is an engineer and my wife is an engineer by education. So 
that was sort of the direction I was thinking I would go professionally. Um, I didn't uh, really think about the financial services. I didn't know much about it. I mean, I think as kids, you know, growing up, we're not personal finance, insurance product thing. We don't, we don't know anything about that. You don't learn about that in school. Right. So I didn't know much about it. And so when I got this introduction opportunity when I was in college, and I was also taking business courses as well when I was in college. So I uh, got this introduction to this this new industry. And I was like, oh, wow, this is fascinating. I sort of like this. It's sort of, I get to use all my math skills and I can talk to people and use marketing and you know business skills as well. So uh, it just turned out to be the the right spot, right place for me, or the right niche for me to get going in the industry. So, who would you say is your ideal client? Well, you know, um, because of my corporate background, I would say our ideal client tends to be corporate executives nearing retirement. When I say nearing, you know, five to ten years out, uh, or or right on top of it, even doesn't have to be that far out, but. We, we like complex situations to work with clients out where we can add the greatest value. Uh, if they've got stock options, if they are receiving um, special benefits uh, from the firm uh, that involve stock, if they've got stock in their 401k, the more complicated the situation is from a tax perspective and the more complex uh, the planning process is, the better the fit for us. So we find we work with a lot of corporate executives that are nearing retirement. Uh, that also includes engineers, uh, IT people tend to work. We they tend to be make up a lot of our client base, as well as, believe it or not, a corporate attorneys. I work with a lot of corporate attorneys. I don't know why it's worked out that way, but that just tends to be what we tend, what we are we're working with. And those are folks that I enjoy being around, meeting with, and we can add the greatest value to. So how do you acquire new clients? Well, most of our clients do come from referrals. Uh, from existing clients or from CPAs. I actually work with quite a few CPAs. I actually have clients that are CPAs. It's hard to believe that, but I do have clients that uh, were CPAs that I work with that like what we did and decided to work with us when they retired. So um, that's a big part of our business is the referral business. But also I have over the years taught classes on personal finance in the area, in the community. Um, my goal being to give back to the community in that process. And sometimes I get clients from those classes too. So it's a, it's through education and through referrals, uh, both from our existing clients and from CPAs that we get most of our clients. What type of client education do you do? Well, like I said, it's like personal finance on steroids, I call it. So it's very robust. We go in and help in the classes. We teach, um, and by the way, the series, this podcast series is going to be based on most of the many of those sessions that we do, many of those class sessions that I do, uh, you know, setting, making sure you have a good target set for yourself in retirement. Can you retire? When can you retire? You know, what do you want to pursue as your passion in retirement? Uh, I say all the time that, you know, what we do here is we help people pursue their retirement dreams. Because retirement dreams are different for everyone. And so that opportunity to help people pursue whatever their particular dream is in retirement is very fulfilling. It could be a new career. It could be serving on boards. It could be travel. It could be spending a lot of time with grandchildren. Um, there's just so many different objectives that people have when it comes to retirement. 
and um, uh, the classes cover the gambit and also making sure that you have everything in order because it's a very complex process uh, when you start to think about retirement. It is complex. Lots of considerations, both from a healthcare perspective, uh, from an estate planning perspective, uh, and from a withdrawal perspective because, hey, when you're in retirement, you're not getting a paycheck anymore. You actually have to pull money out of your investment accounts. Well, how does that work? You know, can you set me up with an ongoing paycheck and will my money last? Those are all the questions that people are asking and, and are concerned about uh, as they approach retirement. So the courses that I teach really teach people how to work and navigate through that process. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the community earlier. So what is it that you do in the community? Well, um, you know, originally when I first started working in this industry, it had a lot to do with my kids. So originally I was coaching the basketball team. I was the referee of the swim team. Uh, I was very involved in those lives in, in those areas with the kids. Uh, and then also in the, I was a member of the a member of the Kiwanis club there in town and doing that. And then I got very involved with uh, a little school here. I have a passion for education. So there's a school here called All Saints Catholic School uh, that is designed to help um, children really get ready for for college and well, advancement in high school and for college. And I've served on the board there now for many years, really have a passion for that and, uh, and love to see those kids because the majority of the kids that attend that school are basically poverty level. So they have to, you know, over 60% of that school has is basically kids that are needing help, you know, financially that if they were going to school, they'd be getting the school lunches, you know, if they were in the public school, uh, that kind of thing. And the parents really want to lift those kids up and help. So they have to have some skin in the game. So there's a small tuition that they, try to come up with or work hard to come up. And if they can't, then there's donations that are provided to help with that process. And the state of Virginia has a tax credit program that allows people to give and 65% of what they give comes back to them as a tax credit because the school is helping inner city school kids get a great education. And they really have a success rate that's phenomenal with 100% graduating high school and over 98% graduating college. So it's just a really wonderful story to tell. And I just have a passion for education in general. And I love seeing it play out because those are the, that's the future. Those young kids are our future. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's leave the office and talk a little bit about fun. So when you're not working, what do you do for fun? Well, my wife and I love to go to, um, fairs <laughs> and we like to go antiquing together so my wife is into a lot of antiquing and uh, a lot of antiques and things like that she just loves them uh for a variety of reasons she just likes decorating in general and i enjoy going with her and helping with that process we li- love fairs especially because we also both love animals uh we have a dog that we spend a lot of time with he's spoiled rotten His name's winston <laughs> Winston, what kind of dog is Winston? And Winston is a is a rescue, so he is a true mutt. He's a thirty percent Boykin spaniel that's mixed with everything under the sun. So, um, and he's just as cute as he can be. And we spend a lot of time with him, and we usually take him. What's nice is we can take him to the fairs with us. 
Mm. Uh, we also, I also play golf. I also play tennis and my wife and I work out regularly uh, at a cross. We do CrossFit together as do my kids. So uh, that's just something that we've always had a passion for is working out together. And we, so we, so we're very busy outside of the office Sounds it. Uh, on, a, on an ongoing basis. And we have a lot of fun in the process too. If you had all of the money in the world, what would you do? That's a funny question. Um, <laughs> when you think about all the money in the world, well, obviously the thing that I'd want to be able to do is is to uh, help as many people as possible find their bliss. I mean, that's that would be the you know the the thing to be able to do if you could help people, uh, you know, pursue their passions, find their bliss as many as possible. That's got to be the most rewarding thing um, that you can experience. Because I know, I, I mean, I feel like that in my work. You know, that's so rewarding to see people really realize their um, their passions in retirement and their bliss and be able to pursue those things that they love doing. Uh, that's very satisfying. And that that would if I had all the money in the world, I'd do that for as many people as I could. <laughs> that's so nice. What is one thing that most people don't know about you? One thing that most people don't know about me. Wow. I'm trying to think, you know, I, I like to sing, but then a lot of people know that uh, <laughs> I like to play chess, but a lot of people know that it, it's, you know, <laughs> I Any love sports, but a lot of people comic know Comic book collections or stamp collections or anything like that. Uh, no, I don't have anything on the side going on like that. I'm not a big collector of things. Uh, I love music in general. I guess that would be my other passion is I, lo I love all types of music. And not only listening, but singing as well. So um, that those are some of the things I just I probably people don't realize how much I sing. My wife does. She knows. But <laughs> outside of that, I, I sing a lot. So that's just my way of of um, I don't know what the right word is. Relaxing or dealing with stress is to sing. It's very good for about, your breathing, too. Are you talking about like along to the radio at karaoke or you getting up in nightclubs? Uh, no, I don't get up in nightclubs. Not quite there. I do karaoke <laughs> a little bit, but mostly I just sing. I learn a song and then I like to sing it okay. and I don't, I don't need an audience. So, and uh, for whatever reason, my wife's <laughs> my wife says I sing too loud. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she loves it. Yeah. What is one thing you recommend most to clients, family, or friends? Well, the most important thing that you can do in life is to be happy uh, with yourself and your choices and to pursue the things that you're passionate about and whatever your bliss is, as I talked about that earlier. I'm always in reminding clients, you know, uh, especially if they haven't retired yet, that, uh, you know, time is the one thing that you can't buy. Uh, so don't wait too long to retire. Uh, the other thing is, is that, uh, you know, you can't take your money with you. I say this a lot too. And I point out, I said, you know, the rate you're going, you're going to be leaving a lot of money behind. Is that what you want to do? In some cases it is, but in many cases they're like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, so how do you then achieve, you know, I, so I'm always encouraging people to, pursue their passions in retirement and the things that they want to do and not worry about the money. Uh, let us worry about the money for you, you know, go after, go out and do the things that you want to do 
make those memories because that's what's important in life. Uh, and spending time with the ones you love, that's what's important. And, and you know, don't forego that just because you're, you think you're going to, you don't have the money to do something, go for it. Especially if you do have the money to do it. Do you have a proudest achievement? Well, if you talk about achievement, the only thing I pops in my mind are my kids. Uh, you know, I don't really think about personally, what have I done? No, I really think, well, personally, what have I done? I've got two wonderful kids that have a great life that I'm extremely proud of. Um, and uh, I have a wonderful wife and a, and marriage that I've been, we've been married. We're coming up on 30 years now. And um, the kids have just been uh, just a blessing all the way. I mean, I got to see them all the way through by doing this business that I'm in now, starting this business, I was able to really spend time from the time they were in middle school on with the kids and be home and go to their events and participate in everything they did growing up uh, and then helping them go off to college and pursue that. And just, it, I've seen them grow and, and just the, the, the um, number of gifts your children give you are just unfathomable. I mean, just, you can't count them and that's what you take with you. So that's, what's important. And that's, so I guess my kids are my greatest achievement. Uh, that's the way I would look at it. Well, it's a very common answer. So, you know, good for your kids for making the cut. <laughs> <laughs> and they're good kids. I really am pleased, really am blessed. Well, that's great. So do you have a mantra, a motto, or something you say to yourself to stay focused and on track? Well, I'm a big believer that our thoughts create our current reality. So being focused in your thinking is real important. And so I try to pay attention to what I'm thinking, what I'm focusing on, and to try to make sure that I am focused on the right things each day so that, you know, I have a list. You know, this is what I need to be focused on today. Uh, these are the things I want to accomplish today. Keep those thoughts in line. And I don't spend a lot of time watching TV or getting sucked into things that I think are, you know, not in line with the way I want to be thinking. Social media. Because, yeah. Don't I stay away from that too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I put stuff out there, but I try I'm not out there reading and, you know, spending a lot of time on social media or watching the television. Uh, what we, what I want to do and my mantra is be very, very present uh, with what you're thinking. F be focused on your goals and what you want to accomplish in life, because that's how you create them uh, and be happy in the moment. Be grateful, tremendously grateful for what you already have, because you're already blessed in many, many ways. And people need to remember that uh, because that mindset, that happiness, positive mindset is the only way that you really are going to be able to create anything greater in your life. Gratitude is so important. I agree with you 100% yes. on that. What is your business slash investment philosophy? As far as, so, you know, we didn't talk too much about the team here, but we have uh, an investment committee really made up of of uh, Mike Smith, uh, Caleb Vaughn, and myself. And we decide on what models, what, what's going to go into our models uh, that we're using for our clients based on the risk tolerances that they have. Uh, we have two types of models that we use, a passive approach where we're basically investing just in the market based on the client's risk profile. 
And then another approach where we're being a little more tactical with our investments, where we actually have a sleeve of individual stocks that we buy. We buy individual bonds in that type of investment approach. Usually those are larger accounts because it's hard to do individual stocks and bonds on smaller accounts. So that's, we sort of divide, you know, what the two categories and the client, what's the client really looking for? Um, you know, are they comfortable with a tactical approach, knowing that we're going to shift around a little bit based on market conditions? That's been very successful recently. But if you go back 10 years, the, the more uh, passive approach where you just put it in the market and let it go work better. So it's just, it's really a client mindset and, and really the, and prerogative, but also it's their risk profile and the size of the account that drives how we invest. Um, but we are just as focused on not losing money as we are on making money for the client uh, and making, but more importantly, I guess from a planning perspective, what we do is we watch the cash flow. We're cash flow managers. And we want to make sure that their cash flow is sustainable uh, in the near term. And we like to look at a five-year period where we know that there's enough cash and bonds on hand to cover all their cash flow needs so that we never are in a position to have to sell a security at a down market, which is critical. You don't want to sell when the market's down if you can avoid it, unless you're deliberately selling to buy something that you think is going to outperform. That would be the only situation. Uh, otherwise, you're going to stick with what you've got. Mm -hmm. um, and use your bonds and your cash on hand to cover your cash flow needs, especially when markets are down. Like we've had a you know a pretty bad bear market that we've been through. We may be coming out of it right now. Debatable. Been a little um, bumpy. It's been very very bumpy these last year and a half or so. Yeah. You um have a lot of people that are listening right now. So who is it that you want to be listening to this podcast? I want anyone who is considering what to do with retirement is concerned about it in some way. Uh, and they want to learn what are the steps? What do I need to do to really prepare effectively for retirement? Uh, and I always tell people in my first, my first session of my, of my classes is that the most important thing is to know what your target is. So in other words, know what it looks like, what is for you, visualize what your retirement's going to be because unless you're clear about that and what you're going to be pursuing is your passion, your new purpose after you leave work, keep in mind you are leaving work, which for many people is their primary purpose. So what's going to be the new purpose? Because you do not want to make that switch and that transition without knowing how you're going to be spending your time. Otherwise you're just, it's not healthy in other ways, so you've got to have that focus and clarity about how you'll be, what you'll be doing, how you'll be spending each and every moment. And is it something you really want to be doing? Uh, and then we can build a plan around that because it could be a very simple plan. If you're not, not a lot of travel, spend time with the grandkids. Hey, that doesn't cost a lot. You know, I want to travel the world. I want to take the kids with me and the grandchildren. That's a different story. <laughs> yeah. Different vision. So, David, um, it's been so nice getting to know you today. I wanted to ask you if somebody wants to reach out and ask you more questions, how do they go about doing that? RVAWealthManagement.com is our website. And on there is our phone number and our Calendly link so that you can set up 
an initial consultation, which is free, costs you nothing to come in and talk to us. Uh, you can log an hour there and we'd be happy to sit down and discuss anything with you initially. In many cases, we end up helping people even if they don't become clients, uh, simply because they had questions and they're just not, the timing's not right for them to be a client right now, but we can help them through their process and answer their questions. So, so much more to come. So make sure to stay tuned. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot more to come and stay engaged. And I'm looking forward to future conversations. Well, thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Unleash Your Retirement podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rvawealthmanagement.com or give us a call at 804-497-2100. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of RVA Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal tax or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of RVA Wealth Management. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, private client services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RVA Wealth Management or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, RVA Wealth Management and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.